Hello, Legends Franchise League. This is your commish, Tyler Field, uh, coming at you with episode five. Episode five on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. So I'm here with uh, owner of Dark Matter, uh, Cameron Chapel. He's my guest. Cam, what's up? Not much. Just uh, living the dream here. Living the dream. Living the dream in quarantine. Living the quarantine dream. Yep, me too. Um, so, uh, so Cam, tell us what, you know, I usually look these things up and, uh, I didn't look it up. What year did you join the league? You know, I don't know because it's kind of a blur because when I first started the league, I inherited, you know, a horrible mess uh-huh. of a team that didn't have draft picks and didn't have draft picks and didn't have assets. So I think I... If you could search transactions, I know the first move I made was, I think I traded Cam Newton to Greg um, for Phil Dorsett, I think, and a first-round pick or something. I think it was something like that. Okay. So that's all. that was the year after Cam Newton's MVP. So whatever the year after Cam Newton won MVP, that's when I joined the league. Okay, so you really cashed in off that big season. right? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, okay, so I see you. Let's see here. This is I'm in 2016, and you were balling. No, 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 you're rolling ball of butcher knives. Oh yeah, I think that was your first name. Yeah, I don't know if anyone even got that reference. Uh, I think it was uh, Chuck Pagano was the coach, coach, old coach. He used to have all these stupid things, uh-huh. and that's actually what he called. He nicknamed uh, Trent Richardson that. Oh, Trent Richardson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's like, oh, this guy's going to be a rolling ball of bitch knives. So. Okay, that was right after the trade, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, okay. Right. We can talk more about Colts history later. Um, All right. Now, Maurice Jones-Drew had a nickname, right? Because he was kind of – he. I can't remember what his nickname was. Maybe he had multiple nicknames. Maurice Jones-Drew? Uh, yeah. I don't know. He wasn't rolling ball of butcher knives, but he was something else. Well, now I know he's a rolling ball of diabetes. Derek and I saw him at a combine. He's like 300 pounds. Oh, yeah, he's huge. I see him on NFL <laughs> Network. Yeah, he's on he NFL Network. Oh, yeah, he looks like – well, honestly, he looks like he'd play, like, offensive line or something, but he's he's only, like, 5'9". Like, I know, he short. is just all mass right He's now. like a perfect square. He's, like, equally he really tall is. as he is wide. Yeah, it's <laughs> remarkable. Was, yeah, we watched him try to – Struggled uh-huh. up getting up the stairs. At the okay, combine. so you and can or you and Derek went to the combine. Yeah, last Derek year, is like right? the, the manager of the Pan Am building downtown. Uh huh. So he was able to get like VIP uh, uh, combine tickets, okay. like that the scouts have and everything. Dude, and that was that was in 2019, right? That was 2019. We went this year as well. Oh, uh, this year. Okay, so I couldn't remember we, if what month was that? Was that in February? That was in February. Yeah. Okay, so like this was before. February. Before everything was shut down and, and all that? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. before. Okay, so... It was actually... Yeah. Actually, good. Totally different back then. Oh, yeah? It seems like a year ago, but it's only like two months ago. It's weird. Oh, I know. It, like, a week goes by, and it feels like months. I know. I swear there's like 300 days in March. Yeah, March was brutal. And honestly, like, April's going to be... It's going to feel like a year. I know. I can't wait for the draft. I mean, that's what I'm I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I love the draft every year. It's actually, honestly, probably my favorite part at all sports. I just love the draft for some reason. 
So, yeah, so we're Colts fans. We're both Colts fans. You're a Colts fan. You've always uh-huh. been a Colts fan. You grew up in Indiana, right? Yeah. Okay, like real quick, before we get into sports and stuff, tell listeners who you are, where you're from, what do you do, family, just kind of a quick bio. Okay, uh, so Tyler and I went to the same high school together in Mount Vernon. We were in the same class, and uh, I went to IAPY, Ivy Tech, um, and I had uh, I'm a registered nurse. And then I went back for my master's, and I am a nurse practitioner now. Uh, so before that, I worked at the hospital in a bunch of different units. Um, I worked in psychiatry, psych, inpatient psych units, and then I worked on the med surge and progressive care um, for five different hospitals around Indianapolis that Community Network owns. So I worked in a float pool and they tell me where I'd work that day and that's where I'd go. Um, But yeah, I finished school in December and then I got married in October. So, and then I got a whole other job uh, last month, uh, my first inspection job. Um, So it's been a, the last six months have been pretty pretty life-changing for me. Yeah, so. yeah. On top of this, you know, virus stuff. You know, yeah. Uh, like, it just affects us all, like, especially jobs and stuff. So, you've got a job. Um, are you, do you, are you working less hours, more hours, or is that just not affected right now? You're kind of just doing uh, the thing? So, they kind of, like, because I just started this company a month ago, and so I'm brand new. I actually just had you know, I'm just off orientation, so I had my first patient um, Thursday last week. So, you know, everything is kind of new for everything. But they kind of, they sent an email to all the ambulatory, like outpatient doctors and nurse practitioners and PAs asking, you know, if inevitably they need people to go to the hospital who would be willing to volunteer. You know, just kind of scary. You don't want, you know, a gynecologist doing CPR on you and innovating you and everything. But uh, yeah. So I don't think it's going to get to that point, but they kind of were putting feelers out to see who would be willing to go. But I don't think it's going to affect us because we're getting um, cameras in our office and we're going to be able to do telepsych visits from uh, patients' homes. Yes, yes. So I don't think it's going to really affect us that much. Um, yeah. But yeah. I had a doctor's appointment um, today, actually. I sat down and I just did like the tele conference meeting and doctor and I spoke and it was, you know, we wrapped it up and that was it. So I wonder if like moving forward, just our society is going to do more of these things because we I just realize so. how convenient it is. You know? Yeah, I think, I think it's going to end up being that uh, way because they're kind of already going to this anyway. Um, they're remotely. So, but sometimes it takes stuff like that just happening to kind of push the envelope a little more. So I think after this is all over, it might be, yeah, we were even talking about that, like our patients, because we were doing phone visits, you know, to prevent as much exposure to the COVID, um, to bend the curve or whatever. So we were doing phone visits. So I'm just talking to the patient on the phone, and they're on the lunch break at work. Oh, and yeah. it's kind of odd because, you know, it, there's other consideration with HIPAA, you know, and mm-hmm. how much a patient's wanting to disclose about feeling depressed or you know, anxious or whatever's going on in their life, they know their coworkers stand six feet away from them. So it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, they're in the back room. I'm not sure, you know, if the care is going to be the same. Okay, that's uh, interesting. Hang on real quick. Sorry. No, that's fine. 
This episode is brought to you by Kraft Cheese. Not owned by New England Patriots owner Kraft. That's a different Kraft. Kraft Hello, are you there? I'm here. Sorry. No problem. Uh. Okay, so that's Cam Chapel. Um, and where do you guys live right now? We live in Greenwood. Uh, so it's a south, it's like a suburb south side of Indianapolis. Yep, I remember Greenwood. Uh, the big G on the uh, the uh, water tower, I think. I don't know. I live by Greenfield. I don't, know. I don't know where the Greenwood water tower. Is. There's Bartersville. Um, there's a water tower right next to us. So we're actually closer to Bartersville than Greenwood, but Bartersville is such an obscure town. Not many people know. No, um, what it is. So, so I just say Greenwood, but we're actually yeah. basically Bartersville. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about the draft. We got your bio in. Everybody knows who you are. Um, I love the draft too, and I especially, you know, just being a Colts fan, uh, the draft has been pretty exciting for the last, you know, ten, twenty years. We've got some pretty good players. Um, Bill Polian moved around in the draft. Um, he wasn't afraid to trade up, trade down. He also didn't trade his picks away like some of these – like the Houston Texans owner, I mean, we could probably talk 30 minutes about, like, what the Texans have done this offseason. But, like, they don't have very many picks. You know, where the Colts were rarely trading their picks away. You know, we mentioned um, – or I think we mentioned off-air we were talking about Trent Richardson. So – we, the Colts traded a first away um, in the Grigson era, and we didn't have a first that year for Trent Richardson. This year, the Colts – so Chris Ballard has traded his first away. Uh, what was it? 13 overall, right? Yes. So they don't have a first. Uh, they traded the pick for DeForest Buckner, re-signed him, big deal, defensive line. They've got two early seconds. Uh what do you think about, like, did you like the trade? First of all, the trade off 13. Did you like that move? Well, first of all, I was kind of, anytime the Colts traded first round, because I love the draft, and I was, you know, convincing myself that Jordan Love was the next Mahomes after watching highlights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was really hoping that we would be able to get him at 13. Uh, so initially, when the trade happened, I was disappointed. But then, you know, after thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense, getting um, Buckner. But personally, I just like the draft and first-round picks. But I yeah. think Ballard isn't um, – I don't think he's too hesitant about moving up. If someone falls to the 20s um, that he likes, I could see him moving back up with that 34 pick and then giving something else um, to yeah. move up. Yeah, they've got 34 and 44. I felt the same. Like, I really like Chris Ballard. Um, it's pretty early on, so he hasn't he hasn't done anything where I would dislike him, you know. Um, but so far, he seems like he knows what he's doing. He's made the team better. He's he's improved the roster. There's no doubt about it. So I'm like gonna trust the trade. But yeah, there's that disappointment of like, I mean, I was really excited to like see who the kids the Colts get in a top 15 pick. Like they don't have top 15 picks very often. You know. I know. So and to I, get someone that caliber would have been really fun. I, I, I kind of always hate when they trade first-round picks. I think they traded 
um, for Trevor Gerson, and then there's another Tony Hugo. Maybe I think they traded the oh, following year Spurs to get Hugo that year. I hated that trade. I remember specifically that trade um, because I feel like Polian, like there was the press conference. So it was Tony Dungy and Polian were sitting there, and we're ta- they were talking about the trade. And we had a late pick. We had a late second. So we moved the late second up to very early second and gave up the first next year. So yep. Polian's talking about, well, you know, it, you know, a first seems like a lot, but if we feel like this player is worth a first, if he's a first-round grade and he's fallen into the second, then we're not losing value. We're just getting that value a year early in a first rounder, like we think, and, and of course, he's like a complete bust. He's a terrible offensive lineman. He's, he's yeah, like I think turnstile. Part of the reason that happened is because I think Tariq, Tariq Glenn like retired suddenly, and I think they kind of pressured to uh, replace okay. him. Yeah. So, but yeah, he had, I mean, it makes matters worse that he sucked. If he was good, you know, then no one even cares, oh, probably. Yeah. But, if he was a Pro Bowler, we'd be talking about how great a movie is. But I just remember yeah. slamming the desk because. Because it was not a first rounder for Tony Hugo. It it wasn't just our, our first next year. It was our second in that draft yeah. plus the first the following. So so Polian standing up on the in the podium and the dude's like seventy nine years old. And he's talking all about how the first was worth it for Hugo and I was like Bill, it was a first and a second. It was two picks for this guy. Like what is that worth in the first round? Like that's like a top fifteen pick. I I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Yeah, it was a horrible, yeah, it was a horrible trade. So um, the Colts do have those those two early seconds we talked about. Um, are 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 you thinking there's a quarterback? Are, are they still looking at quarterback? So they signed Philip Rivers. Do you think they could still draft a quarterback with one of those picks? I think they can, uh, but honestly, if you're not. If you're not getting someone that can lead the franchise, I don't. I don't agree with picking. If you're not picked in the first round, you're probably you're not going to play basically for quarterback. Mm-hmm. So getting a quarterback in the third round, if you're banking on that, it's just not. The odds of them being a starter are pretty low because quarterbacks are drafted above their value all the time, right? So if you're not good enough to go in the first round, yeah. you know I don't see how getting someone in the third. It's almost a waste to even bother at that point. Yeah. So I would just punt the quarterback unless someone falls in the first, second round pick, the 34. But, you know, I did watch the quarterbacks, you know, some of them at the combine. And actually, Fromm actually looked really good. But yeah, physically, him, him next yeah. to Eason, um, they're like two totally different type of quarterbacks. And Eason just effortlessly throws it, you know, 60 yards or whatever. And Fromm really has to put some effort into the same throws. Yeah. But the short throws, Fromm looked really good. And, you know, he's a prototypical, like, he looks like a 5'10 white guy, so they're going to say he's like the gym rat and all that stuff, last one to leave the film room, all that. Of course. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know um, if he's on the radar, you know, those two guys. I doubt any of the – I doubt Love makes it past the first round. And then, of course, of course Herbert – Burrow and um, Tua will all be gone, too. Yeah. What do you think about Jalen Hurts? That's kind of what I was thinking about, Jalen Hurts' third round. He looked okay. I just I just don't know if he was good enough. I mean, I, I can think of a handful of quarterbacks that weren't first round 
um, that are actually good. Uh, Russell Wilson, and he didn't. He yeah. fell in the draft because he's short. Um, I think Drew Brees was a second round pick. But most quarterback, I mean, Tom Brady, obviously, but I mean, that was damn near 20 years ago, so it's not really relevant anymore. Right. Because right. now they're just, you know, if you're 6'4 and you're a quarterback, you're pretty much going in the first round. So Jalen Hurts look good. I just don't know if that's a, if in the third round, if there's a receiver that's good that you think you can plug and play and, you know, do good things with Rivers for a couple of years, I would rather do that than even bother a quarterback. Yeah. I'm with so I would rather trade up and get love or, to whoever or just punt the quarterback for next year and get some receivers. Yeah, at this point, like I, I was I was I remember when we were sitting at thirteen thinking about how we could trade up for Tua. But now that they're 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 down at thirty four, I mean there's no way they're trading up past the you know, the teens. So, you know, maybe they package thirty four and forty four and you get love if he falls in the twenties, but I don't even know if he'll make it that long. I mean, like yeah. you said, people just always reach on the quarterbacks. You know, I remember uh, Kevin and I talked about this when Pat Mahomes was drafted. He went ninth or 10th or 11th, something in that range, and it was like a big deal. I mean, people were talking about he was like maybe an early second rounder. Yeah, I remember at the time that was not, you know, the perception was that that was not a good pick because um, they traded up for him, didn't they? Didn't they trade up to get that? Oh, they might have. I don't remember. I think the Chiefs did trade up to do that, but – yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. I mean, the Colts have a lot of other needs. Um, you know, like you said, a wide receiver. They, they That's need, the thing. Cause, I mean, I I think Love could be good, but even if they package those two picks and get Love, I'd be happy about that at long term. But then this receiver class is supposed to be like historically deep. Mm-hmm. So then you're not picking a receiver till third round, and you know they need more than just one receiver. T. Y. Hilton is thirty. And actually, I shouldn't say anymore because I'm trying to trade him. So, <laughs> yeah. T.Y. Hill's great. He's, yeah, he's, he's down down been buttoning right now. He's, he's yeah. down to 26. Yeah. Um, yeah, so who who else at the Combine was just like, whoa, who is that? Like, just stood out at you. I honestly can't remember because it was a couple months ago. Because uh, we watched the receivers and the quarterbacks. And the receivers, we didn't really watch anything other than the 40. Okay, yeah. So I think, was it Higgins, the one that ran like a 4-2 or something like that, the really fast guy? Um, I think Rager or Ruggs, one of those two guys. Ruggs, that's really it, Ruggs. Yeah. Yeah, so he was fast, but I didn't really watch him in, in drills that much. Okay, yeah. Um, so mostly the quarterbacks. Uh, so Fromm actually impressed me, but it wasn't um, It wasn't like a Tua obviously went in there and Burrow didn't work out. Yeah, and, the guys uh, that, like the top five, they're like, I can't improve my draft stock, so I'm just not going to throw it, which I get it, you know, I mean. But Justin Herbert looked good, um, but there were two different groups that went, and the draft, it was taking forever. It was like 9 o'clock at night, and Jordan Love's group still didn't go yet, yeah. and they had to do the 40 and all that before they even threw, so I left before I could see him. But then I saw highlights the next day, and he looked good. But Herbert looked good, and, but I was uh, surprised by Fromm. Fromm. Fromm's arm, his accuracy looked pretty good in the short and Media. Yeah. Um, so. um, do you watch college football much? Not really. I've just never really got into it. Yeah. Yeah. I've you, tried. I think it's just because Indiana, we don't really have, right. you know, like a good team. So I never really got into You know, I grew up with Peyton Manning and Reggie Miller and stuff. So, you know, I yeah, was initiated into sports with those two teams, the Pacers and Colts. 
but growing up, same probably the same reason I don't like baseball either. We don't have a major league baseball team in Indiana. Yeah, that's uh, probably why I don't watch baseball either. I did. Um, it was probably in high school when uh, I was just really into football, and I I needed more than the Colts, and so I kind of got into college football a little bit and started following Notre Dame, and so just been Notre Dame Irish fan just because. I mean, they're they're technically in Indiana, but they're like literally on the border with like Illinois and Michigan. I mean, they're they're really far away. I've I've never been to a game. I went to South Bend. We drove. I don't even know where we were going. We drove to South Bend. So I've actually been on campus uh, one time and saw the stadium, um, saw like the trophy room and stuff. But I remember a few years ago, Georgia played in South Bend, and they are new quarterback. So it was the very first start for Jake Fromm, and he was true freshman. Um. And Notre Dame was actually ranked ahead of Georgia at the time. So I think Georgia might have still been favored by a little bit. Or maybe Notre Dame was favored by just a hair. They ended up losing to Jake Fromm, his first start on the road. Wow. Yeah, Georgia wins 21-20. to And it was a terrible loss. Like, uh, I mean, it's not a terrible loss. Like, it's Georgia, and that's a very respectable program. But... You know, like it was one of those games Notre Dame should have won. It was a chance to really, you know, move up in the rankings, you know, uh, put yourself out there for the voters, and they just, like, mess it up. 21 to 20. And that, that was that was my introduction to Jake Fromm, and then ever since then he's been slinging it around. Um, so, you know, so we'll see where he goes. I don't think there's that many, like, open quarterback jobs. You know what I mean? Like, for the first time in years, I feel like there's more quarterbacks than there are actual NFL teams. That's what I was kind of, especially with the the draft, I don't know, someone's going to, if Love gets past, like, 20, someone's going to move up, because pretty much every team from the 20s on has quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. Besides, like, the Patriots, I don't know when they pick, but, you know, yeah. they all have, or they have a backup plan, like, the, the Saints could be a team, but they have Taysom Hill that they'll probably pencil in for whenever Breeze retires. Um, yeah, yeah. Sign me up for that. I think that's going to be an absolute um, dumpster fire. But I've heard. Oh that yeah. Like, <laughs> Taysom Hill is a very good football player. Okay, but what makes Taysom Hill a good football player is running, blocking, jumping, catching. You know, special teams, playing tight end, playing fullback. Like you yeah, can't do like any. You can't do any of those things when you're at quarterback. I know. It's kind of like how the Jets tried using Tebow. Um, uh-huh. It's kind of like this jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, yeah Tebow so. was Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill, but nobody really <laughs> used him right. And T- and Tebow was so, like, adverse to, like, being the 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 jack-of-all-trades. He was like, no, I'm a quarterback. I, I just want to play quarterback. And so Taysom Hill's really embraced it. But this, like... Like, Breeze isn't going to play forever, and then they're just going to transition to, like, 32-year-old Taysom Hill, who has, like, 24 passes thrown in his career. It's just Yeah, at it's some point, weird. you know, it's got to catch up. And I don't think that strategy, it sounds good, but it really doesn't pan out a lot of times. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers is really the only example of that actually working. Yeah, that's why I'm, if you draft a quarterback, I think you should just play him. Just play him so that's kind of why I don't think they're going to trade up for the Colts. They're uh-huh. going to trade up for Love. 
because they have rumors. So I think they approach punted quarterback right now. They might take someone like third round. But yeah, it doesn't I seem like they're going to trade Jacoby Brissett either. He's just going to be the backup for a year. Yeah, Jacoby, it's – yeah, I still don't know how to feel it because he, he extends a lot of plays. Like, the line is great and everything, the offensive line, but there's so many times when he's shugging people off and making a play, oh, and that's yeah, not yeah. something Rivers is going to give you. No, but no, he's going to throw, throw, throw it in the fourth row. He's so indecisive, and they did, like, the last four or five games. You know, I don't have all 22, but a buddy of mine does, and he would, like, take screenshots and a play that Jacoby got sacked. And then, like, a second before it, before the uh, pockets collapsed, there's, like, three receivers wide open. Like, one's Jack Doyle on the scene, and then a slot receiver's, like, wide open 10 yards downfield. And it's, yeah. like... I don't know how he didn't see because those are the two first, you know, two closest guys to him. Right. But I don't know if he was like, so yeah, I just don't know if he, he has the arm, you know, he mm-hmm. has some mobility. Um, yeah, he, so he fits the bill. He's, he's like 6'5". He's huge. He looks like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean. I just don't know if he has like the vision to you right. know, see people. I just don't get it, you know, which sucks because he's got everything else. But if you can't see the open guy, you know, or can't find the open guy, yeah, none of the other stuff matters. Yeah, well, it seems like his one-year audition is done because they signed Philip Rivers. Um, well, he he looked the same as he did uh, the year Luck got hurt, and we traded for him, and he started like week one or whatever. He yeah, looked the exact yeah. same. Well, and that team was was so bad. I I remember watching Jacoby Brissett, and I, I I was thankful. I thought, okay, you know what, this guy's got something. He could be a good backup. Of course, at this point, we didn't think Luck was going to retire you know, at 30 years old. Um, so, Brissett, he's, he's, he's done. Um, we've got Philip Rivers. I, I don't know what the – you mentioned the Patriots. I don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Maybe they signed someone. There's a bunch of free agents out there right now. Um, like Cam Newton is, is going to yeah, sign I'm, somewhere. I'm surprised they haven't taken a flyer on Cam Newton. You know, I would love I just for like the headlines, just for like the drama and the story. Like Bill Belichick and Cam Newton, it, there's no more like water and oil quarterback head coach combo. Like it would just be like, I mean, it would be a circus. I I, I would be watching Patriots games just for like the reaction between those two. And then of course, like it would probably kick me in the butt and like they'd be amazing and win a Super Bowl or something. And, and you know, I I just, like, hate myself. But I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, and uh, Jameis Winston's still out there, too, which I'm actually – I mean, I know he threw a lot of interceptions, but, you know, that's – pretty much every quarterback that Bruce Arians is a coach, you know, he tells them to sling it, and, you know, they always throw picks pretty much. So yeah. I know he had a lot of good receivers, but I would rather have Jameis Win- Winston in 2019 than the Jacoby we had. Yeah, because Jacoby just wouldn't take any chances. Yeah, real sad. Yeah, he, now, it, it is something to be said. You mentioned the weapons. Like, he's got Mike Evans, Chris Gossett. You know, I, I wondered about Jacoby if if he was just, you know, like T.Y. Hilton was injured spot on in here and there. And, like, I mean, there were some games where Zach Pascal was the number one receiver. You know, Ebron missed some games. Doyle missed games. I mean... The weapon, the offensive line was elite, but the weapons were just not there. Yeah, I mean the, that is another consideration to skill players, but that also that same argument can be you know applied for Rivers too, because Rivers came from Keenan Allen and 
uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler in the backfield. And then, you know, who's other receiver? They had another good receiver, Mike Williams. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he had all those weapons. I Antonio mean, Austin Gates, was trash. Ghost was still but. running around catching balls. Um, yeah, so the Colts, I mean, you know, T.Y. Hilton is T.Y. Hilton. Uh, we hope Paris Campbell is healthy. Yeah, I just, I don't know about, I mean, I know he was hurt and everything, but even when he got the ball, it just looked like, I don't want to say Phil Dorsett, but if you can't, if you have all the speed and you can't do anything after the catch, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Oh, Phil Dorsett, that's, I mean, there there are so many Colts draft picks in the last <laughs> year. Now, probably every franchise can go down a list of, like, draft picks that they hated, and, and but... You know, there were picks I remember that I loved and they didn't turn out well. But that specific pick I absolutely hated. And, of course, this was Grigson, so, like, everybody – like, maybe it's love yeah. fruit anyway. But I specifically oh, – I was just furious that we took this little speedster in the first round that could really do nothing else. Um, I'll be the first to admit that I am not very good at predicting Colts draft picks because I remember I was pit when I was a kid. Like, I was pissed when we drafted Reggie Wayne. Because oh. in Dallas Clark, I was manly draft Dallas Clark too, because yeah. our defense was trash. Yeah. So like we always needed right, someone right. on defense, and then they draft Dallas, and I was mad when they drafted Dallas Clark because we had like Ken Dilger and Marcus Pollard already, uh-huh. and they drafted Clark, and I was like, what are they doing? And then, but I also loved the Warner pick with Warren Verner or whatever. Yeah, yeah I love when we drafted I, him. I was hopeful that would work out too, man. And then the Dorsett pick, I. I was like, man, we drafted a receiver, and then it kind of—I was like, okay, it kind of makes sense. Someone opposite T.Y. I was like, hey, when he's super fast, you know. So yeah. I was kind of on board with that pick too. But yeah, I am not a good. And then I hated Darius Leonard pick. Oh yeah, I, See, on, I, I, was, I was pretty <laughs> indifferent on that one. That turned I, out, yeah. I only hated it because we Googled it. You know, my friends were at the Vitas at the draft. Yeah. And when they picked him, it you know we Googled him. It said he was 26 years old. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And it was like, you know, he went to like a Division two school or something. Or maybe it was D1. Well, I forget where he went. Well, he went to South school. Carolina eventually. But, but I think he went to JUCO before that or something. That's right. So yeah. you have a small school guy, and then he's 26 years old. And I was like, what the hell are they doing? And I think he, I don't think he worked out of the, I don't think he ran the 40 or anything because he had a pulled hamstring or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. So that pick I was like bashing, and it arguably could be the best Colts pick you know, that's ever been, you know, considering where he was picked at. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like picking Peyton Manning, you know, everybody's going to pick Peyton Manning besides Bill O'Brien. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Some, there's, there's someone out there who just loved Ryan Leaf. Um, yeah, I remember uh, I didn't like Bob Sanders' pick. I didn't either because he, like he was wearing a boot. He was wearing a boot when he was drafted. Yeah, well, yeah, he's always in of course. short. He, yeah. He, he, he proved to be always, injured quite a bit in the pros as well. But he had that season. Yeah. He won defensive MVP. He had the other season where he, he missed most of the year, but he played the whole playoff. In the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Played every game, played the Super Bowl, was abs- was fantastic. Completely changed the entire defense. Uh, yeah, so I was wrong about that pick. Um, yeah, I think we, in that playoff run, I think we went against the Chiefs when they had Larry Johnson that oh, ran for yeah. like a record amount of yards, and he had like 30 yards or something that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Went, um, it was so funny. I remember the 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 newspaper headline it wasn't the headline but it was an article by Bob Kravitz oh, I still I still uh, follow him on Twitter Bob Kravitz I actually yeah. think sorry to interrupt I, I think he had like quadruple bypass or something today 
Oh. I didn't click the tweet, but he just tweeted quadruple bypass sucks, and that's all he said. Oh, but it does. So I, I don't. Okay. I didn't. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, go ahead. Well, we'll give an update uh, next episode how how he did. Um, for those of you listening, Bob Kravitz, uh, local Indianapolis Star sports uh, reporter. Anyway, he wrote that he he thought conservatively Larry Johnson was going to have 250 yards. And Bob Sanders comes back, and he has like 20 yards. I mean, it was it was really unreal. They were the worst run defense in the league. Oh yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a team flip the switch like that in the regular season. Oh, it was, that was the that was the same year that Ray Strong Drew ran for like 275 yards oh with Fred Taylor. Yeah, yeah, him and Fred Taylor. I Kato Jr. was just piggybacking Ray Strong Drew and Ray Strong Drew was running 30 yards with Kato Jr. on his back. Kato Jr. was the Colts linebacker. Yep. Yeah, that weighed like weighed like two hundred pounds. Yeah, small guy. Uh, Gary Brackett looked like some guy that would bag your groceries at the supermarket, and he was pretty good middle linebacker that year. Um, yeah, I remember that Jags game. They literally had like ten yards of carry, and there was a te- the Texans were terrible that year, and we lost the Texans, and. Um, God, it wasn't. Maybe it was. Was that the Rosencopter game? Was it? Uh, who who was the Texans running back that game? They had a. Uh, I can't remember who they had before Arian Foster. It was before Arian Foster. But yeah. they had this like. He's almost like Mac, like a shifty running back. But I can't remember who it was. There was the Steve Slayton years too. I don't know if that was that year or not. He was pretty. Anyway, I feel like they. I feel like they had a Foster. Did they have a not Arian Foster. Yeah, never mind. I feel like they had a shifty guy before Foster that always gashed us for some reason, but wasn't really that yeah, good. That was a fun year, though. I mean, the Super Bowl was. Um, so, anyway, so we talked a little bit about Jacoby Brissett. Um, you play – so we'll, we'll just jump into your fantasy roster here. You've got Jacoby Brissett. He does not <laughs> look like he's going to start <laughs> next year. Actually, I think I think the needle's going up on him. Um, but I'll, I'll be willing to part with him for a first-round pick. Yeah, you, listeners out there, you heard it here. First round pick, he's yours. Patriots are going to trade for him back, and he's going to be amazing starting. Probably, I mean, that could actually happen. But. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. It wouldn't be the weirdest thing that Patriots have done. Um, as of right now, his you know twenty twenty outlook is is looking like zero points. Um, you've got Jameis Winston, who is not on a squad right now, so he's. He's not starting right now. He might be a starter next year. We don't know who's going to sign him. There's not many jobs left to be a starter. Um, you know, we don't know who the Patriots are going to who are who they're going to play. Uh, Winston and Belichick doesn't seem like a fit. Uh, the, the Chargers, who lost Philip Rivers, they they're talking up Tyrod Taylor like he's an actual starting quarterback. I don't understand that at all. Uh, I feel like the Chargers are probably going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, so they've I been mocked like, a lot to like Herbert, or maybe they trade up for Tua. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there are a lot of jobs out there, but I feel like I mean Winston. I don't know how. You, I know he threw a lot of picks, but he also threw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, so he led the league so in yards. Know. He had like uh, uh, yeah, five thousand yards. So that's only been done a few times. Um, thirty-three touchdowns, but he had the. 30 interceptions, which is a first as well. He's the 30-30 club. Um, he's the founder and probably the only member ever. Um, so he got a lot of fantasy points last be, year, but he might not get you this year. 
Do what? He got you a lot of fantasy points last year, but he might not get you yeah. a lot this year. We don't know yet. I'm still holding out. I mean, I know he's not going to be playing for the Buccaneers, but... Right. So Tom Brady yeah. swiped your job. So, so that's your quarterback room. Um, are you just kind of waiting and see? I mean, it's only April, so you got plenty of time. Um, are there some quarterbacks out there you're targeting in trade? No, I mean, honestly, this is a... My, my team in this league is just kind of foobarred right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know we're probably going to go over my trade history, which you know, I've been, you know, avoiding like a plague. But <laughs> um, so, so I traded for Andrew. Good choice of words. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I think I traded you, Andrew, for Aaron Jones for Andrew Luck, and there's some other pieces in there. And then Andrew Luck retires five minutes later. Yeah, yeah. So a really like defining moment for both our franchises was probably this around this time last year. It was probably last summer. I guess I can look and see uh, exactly what date that trade went down. But um, so we trade. I can't. It was there was like a quarterback involved. It was like I gave you Luck and I think Will Fuller. And you gave me Aaron Jones, who I still own, and I think a quarterback. Oh, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. That's right. So I got Garoppolo and uh, Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones ends up, you know, having he ends up having like 20 touchdowns last year or something crazy. And Andrew Luck ends up retiring a month later or less. Um, so that really changed what you were doing last year. You, you did acquire Jameis Winston. He had a, a good fantasy Good fantasy season, not real life season, but you know Tampa Bay had other issues too, not just him. So you still have Andrew Luck on your IR for now. Um, do do you think he ever plays again, or you just kind of? No, no, I don't think he. I mean, I'm still keeping him just because you know the odds of him coming back are like astronomical. If I actually had the needed an IR spot or something, I would have punted him off there and just. There's, there's no way he comes back. Even if he does come back, you know, he's still under the contract of the Colts and have like four years left. So even if he wanted to go to another team or something like that, a lot of people suggested that, that he'd go to New England because the Colts, you know, the perception is that they ruined his career by not protecting him and uh, all that. Uh, yeah. But he's still under the contract of the Colts, and his years are still, you know, once he retired, those years stop. So even four years from now, you know, he still has another four years Colts on his Colts contract, if that makes sense. So I don't think he's coming back. Um, and if he does, that'd be good, because that means the Colts would be able to trade him and get something for him. But I don't think he would retire in the way he did if he had any inkling of coming back. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just kind of, I'm like the the boyfriend that got broken up with, and right. thinking about his girlfriend coming back. Like, you just can't go there. You just have to move on. You know? As much yeah. as I, I think about all the Super Bowls we might have had with Andrew Luck, should have had, it's over now. Jacoby Brissett didn't work out. The Band-Aid, Phillip Rivers, might work out for a year or two at best. And and we're still looking. It's just so hard to find that guy. I mean, how many Andrew Lucks are there ever? I mean, there's only a few. I mean, I know. That, that same draft class was Russell Wilson. And he's he's also, you know, on that Hall of Fame trajectory. He's been to two Super Bowls. He has a Super Bowl ring. You know, but, like, go, guys like that, they're just 
they're not in every draft. There's not even in one no. in every draft. Sometimes there there's like ten drafts before that guy shows up. You know. Yeah, and that draft, the the two the quarterbacks picked in between Luck and uh, Wilson were uh, Ryan Tannehill and RG three. So I mean, just look at those four different career trajectories. Yeah. And it kind of shows you how you know how the draft goes every year, but. I don't know. We've been spoiled with the quarterbacks over the years. So oh, we have. The Col- what we're dealing with yeah. now is nothing that the Bears haven't dealt with for the last 40 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, okay, that's your quarterbacks. Um, so your running backs, uh, we, we've got Mark Ingram had a really good year last year. Um, he did. The, the Baltimore Ravens ran the ball like crazy. I, I'm honestly surprised he – he had so many yards himself because we know Lamar Jackson, you know, had like a thousand yards rushing um, or close to it. But the offense was just, I mean, because they, they even they threw the ball, they ran the ball, they they were just fantastic. So Mark Ingram had a good year. Um, he's still in his running back prime before his down years. Um, Carlos Hyde for the Texans, like, was like an RB two. Like he just he he gets cut by the Chiefs. You know, um, uh, Lamar Miller gets hurt. Texans sign Carlos Hyde. Um, he has a pretty good year. Um, so Mark Ingram's backup, Justice Hill, uh, didn't do much, but it's, he's you know it's only been a year. He's on your taxi. Damian Harris, another rookie running back, didn't do much, also on your taxi. Um, and then Marlon Mack. So Colts starting running back uh, had a good year last year. Missed a few games. Um, from injury, and then just the offense wasn't as good as it's been in previous years. But Marlon Mack's going into 2020, still the starter. I don't think they – I mean, they didn't address the running back in free agency. I don't think they draft a running back. Not one of consequence, maybe, you know, get some depth. You know, maybe the Colts draft, like, a sixth-round running back to push, you know, Hines and uh, – uh, I don't know who, who's that other back. Wilkins. Yeah, Wilkins. You know, their their roster spots should be questionable. We'll see if they have competition, but Marlon Mack is the guy. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think anything changes at the running unless one of the marquee running backs on drafts like just keeps falling, and then they they pretty much have to take this guy value wise. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I agree. I don't think Mack is going anywhere. And Wilkins, as well. Hilton, I think, or not Hilton, uh, Hines. Hines had two punt returns, you know, in like week 14 or something. It was a meaningless game. Uh-huh. Um, but he had two punt returns in one game, and I think he, you know, Philip Rivers loves throwing the running backs out of the backfield, so I think his role secure, uh, barring injury. And then uh, Jonathan Williams last year, um, he had, you know, those two weeks in a row where he ran off for 120 oh, yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah, and you've got so, him too. You picked him up with Fab, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you have know. an amazing offensive line that's just going to bully people, like there's a lot of a lot of yards to be had from these running backs. So yeah, so like you said, I think they could take a flyer on somebody later, but I don't think it's going to be anyone of consequence that would you know jeopardize any of those other uh, running back spots. Yeah. Okay. Well, so Marlon Mack, he's a starting running back in our league. Uh, Mark Ingram's a starting running back in our league. You've got some other guys that are maybe spot plays. Um, there's some potential on the taxi as well. We, you know, Harrison Hill. Um, do you have all these guys on the block? 
Um, are you listening to offers? Um, my whole team, my whole team is on the block. Okay. Um, so I like Mac and Ingram. You know, they're good starters. Hyde is what he is. He's just good enough to make you lose because he can start him one week and he won't do shit, and then the next yeah. week you won't play him and he'll get twenty points. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So he's kind of in that range uh, of guys. But and uh, they got David Johnson now, so I don't know how they're going to use. Hyde. Yeah, I mean Hyde might not um, even be under contract next year. I he might not. I really he might not even make much. it into training camp. So I don't. I don't know. Uh, maybe someone swipes swoops him up, or maybe he's, you know, David Johnson's backup. They've got Duke Johnson too, so maybe not. But okay, so that's your running backs. Um, your receivers. You've got Devontae Adams. You've got Amari Cooper. T. Y. Hilton. So, like, these are premier, maybe in T.Y.'s case, like, his his twilight years, but he's still, you know, starting wide receiver in our fantasy league. Amari Cooper is young, upcoming, just got his big deal. Devontae Adams is, by anybody's standard, top five dynasty receiver. Um, And then just kind of some filler guys. Zach Pascal played a little bit. Um, uh, Preston Williams, really interesting. Uh, Camp last year with the Dolphins, and he gets hurt and ends up on IR. So, you know, not a lot of competition for targets there either. Um, so still interesting. Um, you know, Adam Humphreys with the Titans. Uh, John Brown with the Bills. He had a lot of boom weeks, a few bus weeks. But they just traded for Stephon Diggs. Um, so, you know, there's maybe question marks there, but he's definitely worth a roster spot. So what do you, how do you feel about your wide receiver core? I feel really good about my receivers. Uh, in fact, I've actually been trying to trade. I mean, everybody's on trade block. I've been trying to cash in on the Dante Adams um, value, but, you know, not many people have been willing to bite. Uh, someone actually said he wasn't even worth the first-round pick, which is just oh my God. crazy. Yeah, which is crazy to me. But I don't uh, have a first-round pick, um, but I would definitely give you a first-round pick for, for top five. Uh, this is like a – this is a while ago. And it was on the group me. You know, I'm not going to say who it was, but there was someone that – you know, we got in, uh, back and forth about uh, Devontae Adams being worth the first round pick. Oh, gosh, I don't remember this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I mean, it was incredible. Like, I, you know, just had to laugh it off. But, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, my receivers are on the – the problem is my team is just kind of – you got two juggernaut teams, uh, Straight Cash and Kevin King's team, Angry Birds or whatever, and Ballinger it's hard Formers. to compete. So it was Angry Birds, Bowling Transformers, yes, yes. It is, hard. it is hard to beat. That's a tough division. Yeah, and then he has C-Mac, I think, who's just, I oh, mean, yeah. and then when we only start five guys, like one guy, you know, makes or breaks, yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. when that one guy is getting a 1,000 yards receiving and rushing, and then he, I think he has Pat Mahomes, too. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's almost unfair. Uh, so I really, you know, I have three first-round picks next year. And, you know, yours is straight cashes, so they'll be late first rounds, and then I have my own. So I really, I don't know. I've been trying to, you know, get some assets and rebuild, but, uh-huh. you know, it's like my players aren't good enough, I guess, uh, perception-wise for people to, you know, cough uh-huh. up the 2020 draft picks. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of a tough spot for me. I'm almost kind of forced to, you know, just not even trying to rebuild and just keep trying to win with what I got. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is a tricky position. So. I've got your your records here. In 2017 was kind of like a year after your first rebuild. You acquired a roster. You played a year. 
and you you made some changes. So you went two and twenty three. Um, in twenty eighteen, you were six and nineteen, and then last year you were fifteen and ten. Um, so you know, definitely made some improvements. Um, you know, batting six six six. Uh, no, that's is that the right? Yeah, that's the right math. Yeah, fifteen and ten. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, you're kind of in the position like, okay, I don't have any 2020 picks. I've got a lot of good players, but I, I don't know if I'm good enough to win the whole thing. But you do have, you mentioned your 2021, three first round picks. Um, so are you kind? Do you, do you think you're gonna kind of punt 2020? I guess you don't know. It's because it's it's still April. No, I won't like punt. You know, like I won't start. I won't pull a Josh Mitchell and start a. <laughs> You know, start, start start Josh Gordon. I don't even have a good reference. Yeah, start oh, uh, someone that's like Who's dead. In rehab. Yeah. Yeah. Or some. I might IR start Johnny Mansell over Pat Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, if I I'm still gonna try just because I can make the playoffs. But you know, I'd rather have a more competitive team um, to work with in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I just think drafting is more fun anyway. I like building you know the team. Yeah. Well, you uh, definitely got assets. Um, in 2021. So, okay. But everyone's on the block. So, uh, listeners, um, you know, dark matters selling, go buy. Um, oh, and then, uh, so real quick, we'll go, we'll, we'll run through tight ends cause you've got definitely some tight ends, um, to mention, uh, Zach Ertz has been a top five tight end for a few years now. Um, he was still good last year. I think he'll still be good this year. You know, they'll use both him and Goddard. Honestly, he's kind of more of a receiver for the Eagles anyway, so Goddard doesn't really affect him that much. And then Noah Fant on your taxi squad. Um, as far as tight ends go, he had a pretty good rookie year for the Broncos. Um, they also had a rookie quarterback, so both of those guys, um, hopefully with you know the virus and stuff, they'll be able to to work out together soon um, and hope that there's some rapport there. Uh, I feel really good about Mario Spears and tight ends, but, you know, they're still, I'm still open to trades. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. Darius Leonard, we mentioned a little bit. um, We're talking about the Colts. You got Darius Leonard at linebacker and Leighton Vander Esch. I think they were both rookies the same year and finished first and second in Defensive Rookie of the Year voting, so there's definitely upside there. Um, no doubt, no doubt. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about the draft. Um, we talked about quarterbacks. Um, let's move on to some lightning round questions. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So I do this one for everyone, even though we already talked about it, but your favorite NFL team is? Uh, if anyone hasn't guessed, it's the Colts. Yes. Okay. Me too. Um, and then, uh, fave college football team or other sport? Uh, I'm not really a college uh, fan in general. Uh, I would say the Pacers and the basketball. There you go. NBA. Okay. NBA Pacers. We could probably talk about NBA for an hour or two. And oh yeah. It's just knows? more depressing. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You're you're a small town fan like I am of my Thunder, and so. Um, yeah, we could probably cry on each other's shoulders <laughs> for those. Um, all right, so who's your favorite athlete? Oh, that's a, right now it's probably Quentin Nelson, but all time my favorite athlete is Reggie Wayne. 
Reggie Wayne's awesome. Yeah. I love Reggie. You know, Quit Nelson, we um, we talked a little bit about Notre Dame. Um, he He's a Notre Dame alum, and he was – it was so amazing is is – how dominant he was in college. I mean, he would literally just drive like two guys down the field at the same time. Um, but he goes pro and he doesn't like, he doesn't lose a step at all. Like he looks the exact same at the college level. He does at the, at the top of, of, of his game in the NFL. Like, it's just amazing to me. I just never seen any linemen, and it's not just because it's like my team that I was actually excited about watching them. Like I'm usually just watching the skill position of the quarterback, but you know I find myself watching him on the plays, which is pretty remarkable because there's you know no one's ever been like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at that position, like at, at offensive line, you actually want to watch him do his thing. Um, yeah, this, it's fantastic. Okay, so. Um, we're all kind of quarantined. Um, some of us working from home. Some of us don't even have jobs. Um, what's your quarantine hobby to do by yourself? Well, right now I've been playing Last of Us. My wife got me a PS4. Um, I've been wanting it for years, but I was in oh school and stuff. God. That's amazing. I, I've been playing it myself, actually, but I've played it many times. I played it when it came out in 2013. Is this your first playthrough? First time, yeah, first time. Oh, dude. It's like... I was actually telling Derek this the other day. He was asking me about last week. We were talking about it. And it's one of my top five games ever played. I, yeah, actually, I was just uh, um, talking today, and, you know, cause he played it and got stuck early on and never played it again. And I yeah. told him to play it, and then he said he's been playing it, and it's amazing. And he said he actually talked to you, and you told him to play it. Oh, too. It's so cool. Well, the sec- the sequel's coming out soon. I d- we don't know when. It's been delayed, like a lot of other things. Um but it's it's just so interesting because of where our society is right now with like this virus going around the world and you know more and more deaths are reported every day it like honestly feels like a video game and so you play it this video game for those of you listening that don't know it's called the last of us it's about a pandemic that goes around the globe turns people into zombies um you know it's post-apocalyptic you know, heroes and villains, and so, um, so you're playing that game, and, and it just, it just hits a little closer to home. Yeah, it's definitely been more eerie, and I've actually, you know, we found ourselves watching like Netflix TV shows called Contagion or whatever. Well, that's a movie, but there's some other thing about a virus that breaks out, and it's almost like, you know, it hits too close to home because in the show, with, you know, it's like a epidemic thing where it's just like a town or whatever that's quarantined off. But in real life, you know, this is something that's going around the whole world, you know, globally. So it's just, I don't know, it is kind of an eerie feeling, you know, playing a game and it's so close to, you know, what we're going on now. I mean, besides zombies. Right, no zombies, but, yeah. you know, hey, you never know. I mean, viruses mutate yeah. and involve them. I remember when that, when bath salts first came out, there was a, that thing on the news that freaked me out. At that, it was like in Florida. Of course, it was Florida, but <laughs> where that random. lady was like eating someone's face off. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, this yeah. is how it happens. I remember that too. Actually, there's always something like that that starts, but but honestly, this coronavirus um, issue, uh, we've never dealt with anything like this before, and it's it's scary. I, I'm playing the game. 
So I'm playing Last of Us, kind of one of the many, uh, one of my third or fourth playthrough. And, like, I, it makes me want to go and, like, stock up on ammo and, like, food and, sh- and like, weapons and... Because, like, any moment the world could just, like, tip over, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's very concerning. I think on the news a couple weeks ago, I've actually honestly stopped watching the news because it's kind of depressing and uh-huh. it's hard not to follow and do, like, a mental, you know, catastrophizing. And anytime you see a young person die, you think, you know, that can happen to you or your family. So it's really, I just kind of been avoiding the news. Uh, and I've actually been doing much better with everything going on. But, you know, I was very, a couple weeks ago when they were talking about the peak and the hospitals getting overrun. And then, you know, they had like record sales of guns, like people going and getting a bunch of guns oh, and yeah. ammo. And, you know, it's just scary. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I, well, here's the hoping that we get back to normal normal things um, soon, hopefully. And our sports, that'd be nice. I know. I'm just hoping that sports comes back in the fall, even at the Colts go 4-12. <laughs> you know, I'll be yeah, happy. Yeah, you just want to watch yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, at least the draft's going on um, without delay. That would be nice. That's only a few weeks away. Two weeks away, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, but... We're getting close. So hobbies, I've been listening to podcasts, like sports. You know, I listen to the local sports radio on podcasts every day, especially close to the draft. Um, yep. But yeah, that's the other thing I've been doing. Yep, yep. Me too. Trying to get ready, trying to get ready for our rookie drafts. Do a little research here, and of course, things change when people get drafted. But yeah, and then it's such a long time away. You know, a lot of stuff changes. Yeah, yeah. I could be looking at guys in my pick range, but then by July, I've already traded that pick away, or I moved up, right. I moved down, and then I'm looking at other people. So. Like three months ago, if we had the draft, you know, Swift might have went number one, and you know, who knows where he goes now? Yeah. After the combine and everything. Yeah. No. So okay. Um, next question. So, what do you collect? Sports memorabilia, and what is your favorite piece of just fan memorabilia that you own? Oh, that is a really great question. Um, I do not. I used to um, have starting lineups. Do you remember those? Did you ever have those starting lineups when no, you were a kid? No, no, no. Tell me. Um, so they're basically like these. <laughs> they're toys, but they're not. You know, it's a lot cooler than toys. But yeah, I never open them out of the package. They're like they look like Batman. You know, like same size of like Batman figurines, but okay, yeah. they're like football players or basketball players. And I remember, I think I still have them at my dad's, but you know, they're in the basement or whatever. But I have Barry Sanders' rookie one from, like, 1995, and I have Keyshawn Johnson's rookie one, and I have, like, this one where Brett Favre and John Elway played against each other in a Super Bowl, so I have one that's, like, a Super Bowl thing that has both of them in it. Oh, heck. Uh, so I have those, but I honestly, I haven't even thought about those in years, and, you know, until you just sent something about it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big, like... Um, collector. I wear a jersey, a Colts jersey every Sunday when the game's on, but I don't um, collect a lot of jerseys and stuff. Okay, so if Especially the Colts play... basketball jerseys. Oh. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Colts jersey. If the Colts played tomorrow, whose jersey would you wear? I have Nelson's jersey. He's the only current player. I had Lux and Wayne's, and then Nelson was the last one that I bought. Um, I actually almost got Leonard's. Um, instead, That's cool. I, I, I have a Nelson jersey that I wear, um, but I've also got a 
a Leonard jersey I don't wear because I've got it hanging up. It's a signed Darius Leonard jersey. Really? Yeah, super cool. I also have a signed, uh, I've got that framed up, signed T.Y. Hilton. And those are my just my two Colts jerseys. So did, you go, did you go to training camp and get them to sign no, it? No, I that had been a really cool experience. I just bought them online, like they okay. they signed them at some event or something. So um, that's pretty cool. And they're not like real jerseys, like they're not like game worn or, or authentic or anything. But they make these jerseys. They take them to signing events, get them signed. They've got like authenticity cards and like um, certifications to like you know make sure it's like a legit signature, but. Yeah, so the, I got some cold. That's awesome. My wife's a Redskins fan, and so we I have think a, I've seen that on Facebook. You guys okay, have yeah. a yeah. Her family, yeah. her dad's side's from Virginia, and so she just kind of grew up uh, watching the NFL, watching the Redskins. So we've got a few Redskins jerseys, um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, so you've been to a few Colts games. What's the best game you ever saw live? Um, probably the best game. I mean, we ended up losing the game, but I think, you know, and I was always kind of quiet at games. Like, I was never like a rah-rah person at games. I don't know why. I just never yelled that much or anything. But I remember we were playing the Patriots, and it was the game where Edwin James was at the goal line, and William McGinnis faked an injury, oh. and they had that subs come out, and then McGinnis came back in, same play, and tackled Edwin James only four to one at the goal line, and the Colts, I think they were down by four. Um, they're at least down by enough to where a field goal didn't make sense, but I'm pretty sure this, a touchdown would have won the game. So anywhere from four to seven was a differential, uh, four to six points or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, that was probably my favorite game. And I also, well, I don't know, because I actually saw uh, when Manning broke the record the first time, it was to Brandon Stokely. I was there for oh, that game. Uh-huh. Yeah, the 49. I don't even, what's interesting is I don't really remember that, remember it that much. Like, I barely remember the play, and I don't remember uh-huh. the game that much. But the most memorable game where I lost my voice, and the most exciting was actually the Patriots-Colts game. Because I think we always got curb stomped up until that point. That was the first time we actually were close to beating them, and then we still ended up losing. Oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, that rivalry. I've I've lost a few years of my life. I think watching yeah. Colts Patriots games. Yeah. Um, I'd probably be dead right now, honestly, if it, like uh, if we hadn't actually won that one in an '06 and went to the Super Bowl and beat the Bears and got Manning a ring. Like, could you? I, I can't even imagine right now being a Colts fan if if like Manning had not got a ring and he went to the Broncos and got his only Super Bowl there, like, oh, it's just been... Oh, that'd be horrible. Well, because a lot of people even on the um, sports and center and stuff, whenever they talk about Peyton Manning, they show his Broncos highlights. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. annoys me. He played here like 12 years. I don't even know how many years. There's a lot of years. Yeah. I think he played there like three years. He, you know? Yeah, I think it was four years and two Super Bowl appearances. Um, so, like, I get it. That was a nice little... But, like, no, he's a cult. He's always a cult. Forever. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, let's say uh, the social distancing restrictions are lifted. Our lives start going back to normal. What's the first restaurant you're going to go eat out at? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, there's a, I can't think of the name, but there's a Mexican restaurant we like to go to a lot. I think it's called La Hacienda. Okay. That's probably where we go. 
You and your wife, Mexican. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with the chips and queso and chips and salsa. Okay, I like so it. So probably Mexican. All right. Um, all right. Next question. What's your favorite Buffalo Wild Wings wing sauce? Uh, <laughs> probably Asian thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, you always pay for it the next day. <laughs> yeah. That's, all I see is that's like half the sauces or more, or maybe all of them. Yeah. Like, Parmesan garlic is good, too. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of just like a mild or like a buffalo. Pretty, pretty generic, but... That's my favorite. Yeah, um, buffalo's right. good too. What's your favorite summer beverage? Uh, honestly, probably just tea or water. I don't really. I mean, I like Diet Mountain Dew. I don't drink alcohol hardly at all. Uh-huh. So I don't really like beer. You know, wine's okay sometimes, but yeah. mostly just water. Or Diet Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain Dew. All right. What's your favorite dessert? Uh, probably <laughs> probably chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. All right, what brand? Like any specific or like homemade ones or? You know the the Panera cookies are really good. They're kind oh, of like salty, okay. and they um they they're really good. I don't go. But no, Panera. other than that, I don't really. Chips Ahoy are really good. That's probably my go-to. Yeah, yeah. We've got um we've got a cookie place down here called Eileen's Cookies, and uh, they are amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't think we have any like cookie places oh, here. Oh yeah, it's just like that's all they do. It's just cookies. Like the, you're, you're going to get a sandwich. No, those like we just have cookies. So um, I like cookies too. All right. So if you had a James Bond gadget in real life, just one, what would it be? I honestly don't even know any of the. I'm not a James Bond fan, so I don't even know what kind of gadgets he has. You you can't even like. Like a invisible car, or well, I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, that oh man, really see, I gotta do some research then. Since some of these questions, I'm just assuming people know like no. basic James it's, Bond gadgets. It's weird because I'm kind of a nerd, but I've never got into the James Bond genre at all. He's got different iterations of the invisible car. Um, also, you know, just his car in general, like guns pop out on the sides, you know. I think one of them might have flown like a jet. Lots of them go on water, underwater. So the car itself, you can't go wrong. So if anyone asks you in the future, just be like, yeah, give me that, okay. that, that sweet Austin Martin he's got, and uh, you'll be good. Um, okay, so last question. You got a million dollars, okay? But you got to like start your own business. And maybe it's just like a side business. You don't necessarily have to quit your job. We got a million dollars. You're investing it into some sort of escapade that you're gonna like make money from. What is it gonna be? Oh, uh, I'd probably open up my own practice, but I don't know. You know, because the state nursing laws are different. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think Tennessee is the closest state that you can have your own practice. Uh, so I'd probably do that. Go live in Titans territory. Yeah, well, I think uh, you could actually just, like, if I own it, I wouldn't really have to be there all the time. Oh, that's um, cool. So, you know, I could be there two days a week and then have a, a psychiatrist or something cover the other days, and, you know, they could be, like, the collaborating physician, too. And then I could come back to Indiana and just drive back and forth, I guess. I mean, you got a million dollars. Maybe you could you yeah. know, get a get a private jet or something. I mean, you don't have to buy the whole jet, but... you. You could, you know, fly yourself. 
Uh, I don't know enough about anything else to to start my own business yeah, without yeah. it tanking. So, yeah, so I think I would stick with something I know a little bit about at least. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel you. Um, all right. So who uh, uh, Legends Franchise League? Who's winning it all in 2020? <sighs> Probably Angry Birds. Uh, straight cash. It's tough to repeat. Yep. So I think. Uh, Angry Birds is probably going to end up. It's tough to do what Kevin's done. He's been in the ship three years in a row. Um, so, But, yeah, we talked about his roster a little bit. Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey. Well, I think Mahomes was hurt and kind of had a, by, compared to 2018 and off the year, I think he's going to have another huge year. Yeah. Um, and then McCaffrey. I honestly don't even know who else he has. I know he, oh, and he has a, Gosh, I'm glad you haven't thrown my craze in my face yet, but he has a uh, Kittle. Oh, he's got yeah. Kittle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless he trades him. I know he had Kittle no, for I a while. He, I think he's still got Kittle. Um, yeah, we just kind of ran out of time there. We'd probably go through all your trades. I mean, honestly, I could do that with every franchise. I mean, we've all got trades. Like, um, I, we, we talked about Luck and Jones and how much that helped me. I did a trade. It was our first year. And it was funny because DeAndre Hopkins has been in the news recently. He, you know, swapped teams in a trade, but in a bad trade, and I'm about to tell you a worse trade. I traded DeAndre Hopkins and Kyle Rudolph, which Kyle Rudolph was like, okay, you know, whatever. Well, this was like, this was like five years ago. So five years younger Kyle Rudolph and DeAndre Hopkins, like just before he he became what he is, straight up for Robert Griffin. RG three, RG three, yes, straight up for RG three. Oh my gosh! I, I, we were all in the <laughs> dynasty, and I thought, okay, this is uh, at the time it was a twenty team league before we condensed to sixteen, and I thought, you know, I, I gotta have a franchise quarterback. You know, that's the most important position. You know, if you have a franchise, young franchise quarterback, you know, you're you got a leg up on everyone. And I thought he was. This was like after his rookie year, which he had a really good rookie oh, year. That's- yeah, he didn't do anything after his rookie year. I was hoping at least you had him his rookie year. And no, I got him. I got him like literally weeks before he breaks his ankle, <laughs> and like his 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 whole career trajectory just plummets. And meanwhile, oh, DeAndre Hopkins gets the nickname Nuke because he's just like oh, blowing gosh. up defenses. Yeah, so that I mean we've all got trades like that, but but uh, but yeah. So all right, Cam. Well, I appreciate you getting on with me for episode five. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I don't know who will be on the next episode, but, um, you know, be on the lookout for that. Um, we didn't get to it. We can talk about it another time. Um, I've been doing the rebrands for the team names and the colors and the logos and things. Um, have you thought much about your next team name? I have, but I don't really have a better option. So... Uh, Dark Matter, I just named it after a book I read last summer. Um, uh-huh. So I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's hard to pick one because I don't want to do like a cliche, you know, with a team or a name, like a player. Uh, okay, and it, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, well, you've got time. It's only a yeah. um Maybe but... I could pick something like, I mean, a cyborg. Maybe I could pick something like that that at least stand, stand around for a while. I don't know. 
You could be like Doctor Virus or something. Something. Oh gosh, like I don't know if I want to have any bad omens. Yeah, the, yeah. There's already enough bad, kind of bad virus going around. You don't Maybe bad to, omens. You know, yeah, there you go, bad, bad omens. Well, we'll get together, I'm sure, and I'll we can work out the logos and colors and things. But anyway, that wraps up episode five. Uh, Cam, have a good afternoon. You too, Tyler. All right, man. Later. Later.